Welcome to The Journey Expressed, where we talk about faith, friendship, and the more of God. I'm Jen Houston, and joining me today is my friend and co-host, Mel Boyd. Mel, we're back. Welcome back. (laughs) We are. Yes. Hey, Jen. Hey, everyone. We are here for part three of a really profound and beautiful conversation with our friend, Chris Willard. Chris, thank you so much for coming back for this triathlon conversation on beauty. <laughs> we're we're just honored that you are still with us and conversing about such um, awesome things. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I feel like we could talk for hours. Oh, wait, we have. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, we have with a couple snack breaks in between. <laughs> Some water. That's yeah. Great. No, this has been so awesome. Let us just get right back into where uh, we left off last week in our conversation. We were talking about marriage, and then we turned into where people could find you and your story of writing and everything. Um, like that. And we'll have everything in our show notes each time for people to be able to sign up for your newsletter. Um, But let's just jump right in here and talk about beauty and how it's worked out and fostered, Chris, in your relationships. You could talk about family dynamics outside of your home, because I know we've covered that a lot. And um, in your friendships, would you just share with us about what that looks like for you and how you foster beauty? Mm. That's a good question. Um, yeah, so I, it's interesting. I am a very private person. I really, um, what's interesting is, you know, when I have taken all the personality tests, I'm literally right on the line between being an introvert and an extrovert. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I mean, when I'm with people, I'm all there and I get a lot of joy, but I also definitely need time to myself and just a process. And I'm okay to be by myself. I know there are people who really need to be with people all the time. I'm not one of those persons. I have um, learned that I have to actually make it a priority. Like I have to be intentional about being with other people because I would be okay to stay home and read and you know, write or do whatever is interesting to me. But mm-hmm. I do love being p- with people as well. So it's it's a very interesting thing. But I feel like during COVID, um, it was a gift in a lot of ways because we had the opportunity to kind of slow down and, you know, just be with our family, kind of um, reevaluate things. But then it also was dangerous in the sense we, we became – you know, it would, it's easy to become content to just stay at home and then not to go back to church or not to be mm. with other believers. And I, when I read, I, this is what's really cool about Tim's book is I had read it in bits and pieces here and there because, you know, through the years he had sent me um, different things he wanted me to read or edit, but I never actually sat down with his book until probably the fall, I sat outside and read it with a hard copy in my hand. And I, I was really weird. I was like, I'm only reading it outside because it's a beauty book. I'm going to yeah. sit out on the front porch and read it outside. <laughs> I um, love it. <laughs> but one of the things he talked about in it that really convicted me was the idea of being together and the importance of being together and how, you know, God designed us as the body of Christ to be together. And if you think about it, you know, in Acts, you know, they broke bread, they gathered together, they sang 
hymns and they sang spiritual songs together. And um, what is so, I think, beautiful about that time is it wasn't like they were, these people, the disciples weren't known because of all the pithy things they were saying on Instagram or mm. by, you know, their, um, you know, loud, obnoxious, you know, preaching out on the square or whatever. But it was like their intimacy with each other was so important. And that's how, like, that's part of how they won the world to Christ. You know, mm. the, the world came to know them by, you know, the way they would serve one another when someone was in need and by by the fact that they weren't um, engaging in all the things that were like all the debauchery around them, but they were willing to just be anonymous, basically. I think Tim talks about mm-hmm. that in his book. He's like, um, I was actually, you know, going to read something from it because I thought it was so good the way he described um the the friendship the the being together as the church mm-hmm. um he this is what he says he says um the world knew them by their willingness to pass into anonymity by their willingness to renounce a claim by their willingness to burn as garden lights for nero by their unnerving existence into the wilderness the world saw them out there in the wilderness and ventured out to them and asked what are you doing here Why do you help so many yet ask for so little? Why do you take the jeers and not shout back? How can you invite shame and care not? And the wilderness glowed bright with the light of the saints and incongruent people took over the world in the shadows of obscurity. And Mm -hmm. I love that. Like that's the history (laughs) of being together as a church and other believers. It's, it's the it's the most beautiful family story told in history, right? A God mm-hmm. who's running after us as his church, who died for his church, for his body. And why did he do that? He did that so we could have a relationships with each other, so we could be together. And um, to me, like when I think about, you know, what is going to foster in me um a good relationship with someone else it's it's you know going back to that being reasonable like being Mm. someone who's reasonable and not insisting on having my own ways it's being content with having less than what i think is due me you know if my friend says something that you know i take offense to right away then i'm not being a good friend you know like i I, you know love believes the best and Mm -hmm. i you know, before I react, I need to step back and I need to just, you know, think the best of them and mm. not be resentful, you know, not keep records of wrongs. And that, mm. like, that's what the early church did. They were there to serve one another. They were there to break bread together. They were in each other's lives. And I think we need to do that. Like, we need to have people in our homes. And again, it doesn't have to be perfect. You know, it doesn't have to mm. be something you see on printers. Whenever they walk into your home and they notice that things are just settled and Mm -hmm. things are just, you know, everything's not perfect maybe, but there's this sense of beauty and the fact that you want to serve them because it's not Mm. about you when you are inviting your friends or having people over into your home. It's about serving them. It's about thinking, what can I do to encourage this people 
like this person. And I think a lot of times it's just something so simple as, you know, learning to get over ourselves. <laughs> mm, um, yeah. <laughs> and we don't, yeah, no. And it, it, it's so hard to do. And this is what's so beautiful about God is like, you know, when we die to ourselves, we're not really dying. Like we're dying to ourselves, but we're also discovering our truest self. And Lewis mm-hmm. talks about this, like, he, like when we die to who um, our rights, God actually opens up this beautiful world for us that like we didn't, you know, he's like, go use these gifts. You might not even know that you have them. And we actually become our true self when we die to ourself. It's, it's, it's like a paradox. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of that Lewis quote too. I have it on my phone. And of course I'm going to botch it because you probably know it, but what is it? Think less of yourself. Oh, humility. Yeah. Yeah. About, yes. Um, humility is not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less often. I think that's how it goes. Is that yeah. the one you're talking about? Yes. That's the one. I just think that goes along with what you're saying. It's so good. That's mm-hmm. so good. And I think too, along with hospitality and showing love and fostering beauty and friendships, I cannot stop thinking about the verse in first Peter four, where it says in verse seven, um, the end of all things is at hand. So not only backing up to what you said, like the early church began showing hospitality and serving Mm -hmm. one another, but that strategy has not changed. And he's even uh, writing about it at the end of all things. The end of all things is at hand. That means really Jesus is coming back. So therefore be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly since Mm. love covers a multitude of sins. Mm. And how's this for an end time strategy? Show hospitality to one Mm -hmm. another without grumbling Mm. as Mm. each has received a gift. Use it to serve one another as Mm. good stewards of God's varied grace. And then I know it says elsewhere in the New Testament, what good it is for a master to come back finding his servant doing exactly as he was told. And these are like our marching orders, like showing hospitality, fostering friendships, not neglecting the gathering of the saints. It hasn't changed and it won't change till the end of the age. So Mm -hmm. your, your exhortation is very inspiring for us to get out of the comfort zone of our homes mm-hmm. because like you, I mean, I, mm-hmm. we had some resets that were actually really godly mm-hmm. and holy and good and needed, um, but not getting too comfortable and keeping pressing the snooze button on neglecting mm-hmm. gathering right. with other people, I think is mm-hmm. kind of another way to say it. Right. And even going along with what you just said, I actually was just reading in first John where um, he talks about how, um, if any of you sees a brother in need and does nothing about it, like you're walking in darkness. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's pretty black and white. You are, you're walking in darkness. And, you know, we, I feel like the church, you know, we, and we forget that. We forget mm-hmm. that we are to be involved in each other's lives, that we are to be helping each other. We can become so isolated, but the mm-hmm. whole purpose of the church is for us to be together to worship our creator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chris, that is so good because that to me is kingdom culture. And that mm. 
presides over our own culture. Cause I think, mm. you know, so many different cultures that I've been to around the world, they are so community focused and family focused, you know, mm. I mean, they have family members that live in their home and, you know, they're opening mm. up their home mm-hmm. um, all the time, but that's just such a great reminder that, you mm. know, that what you're touching on and you too, Jen, and in the word of God, and that's kingdom, mm-hmm. you know, and that's been a prayer of mine is Lord, let, mm-hmm. let us live, let us be a family of kingdom culture. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and not just give into, you know, what our culture around us has demonstrated. So that's right. so good. I just, Thank you. I want to add one little story here real quick. And then I know Mel, you're going to turn the corner for us in a second with Chris, but I just remember, Chris, I just shared on our podcast recently that my parents have recently gotten a divorce and mm. a divorce and it, you know, impacts you no matter mm-hmm. how old you are, mm-hmm. but a key for me to gain strength and um, comfort in the Lord is to remember the good things and to remember mm. the good legacies that have been passed on. And one of them is hospitality that, mm-hmm. um, th- you know, my parents would always let us have the kids, my friends over all yeah. the time. They built yeah. a pool in every house mm-hmm. that we lived in so that we mm-hmm. could have joy and have that mm-hmm. experience. And I'm just thinking mm-hmm. of one thing in particular as we're talking about this, showing hospitality to one another. Mm-hmm. I remember years ago, probably about 10 years ago, I met this couple in Walmart at the Arboretum (laughs) and the husband was carrying around a shofar and he was an Indian man married to, I believe she was from um, Eastern Europe. And I just engaged with them because I was like, oh, that's curious, you know. Tell me about the shofar. I just, I am extrovert. Um, I'm mm. way across the line into the extroverted territory. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, we just engage in this conversation. We'll come to find out it was totally, he felt like God just told him to bring it that day. Um, one thing led to another. And I asked my parents if we could invite them over for Thanksgiving the mm-hmm. next week. And they said, yes. And so they, these strangers and, you know, like, could they have mm-hmm. been angels among us? I don't know, but these mm-hmm. strangers were welcome at my parents' Thanksgiving table. And that's just legacy that I want to pass down to my kids and do in mm-hmm. our home. And I just think it's a beautiful inspiration, I guess. I'm re-inspired by it and I hope our listeners are, but this is kind of like end time strategy if if you haven't picked up what I'm putting down. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, yeah. Can I just add one more story onto that? Yes. Yeah. Um, so this fall, Tim's parents ended up selling the home that they that his dad had built and they had all lived in for over 30 years. And it was a very it was, it was hard. It was a hard time because their home had been used for so many different people over the years. Like their home was the home where all the youth group would gather. Their home was the home where the church parties would take place. They had, if um, Tim has five siblings and each of those sim- siblings had had a friend live with his parents at some mm. point, they were just very hospitable. And so that house had so much history and so much beauty Mm. within its walls that when they had to sell it in the fall, it was not just his family, but so many people were heartbroken because Mm. of the impact they had made on so many different people's lives within the four walls of that home. 
Wow. Wow. It's real. Chris, I'm feeling that because, you know, mm. with my parents' divorce, you know, mm, they sold their right. home and and all of those memories, like I feel it's real. Beauty, I yes. think beauty can reside in a place and in memories yes. and it yes. and you feel it when things mm-hmm. change. Absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So true. Well, Chris, oh my goodness, again, just thank you so much for, for sharing. And just before we wrap up today, uh, we wanted to ask really what, if there's anything else on your heart that you want to share and, um, and also what has God been speaking to you about lately? Mm. Um, that's great. I, well, obviously my word is tending Yes, <laughs> and, um, the Lord has just been speaking to me so much about that. There have just been so many different verses about that, um, you know, turning my heart towards home. Like that's, I have a friend who I've been praying for one of their children that God would just turn their hearts back towards home. Mm. And so for me, I've been, you know, really assessing even my own life, like making sure that my heart is turned towards home. I was listening to a podcast um, the other day when I was picking up the girls from Taekwondo and she was just sharing how like important it is to recognize the season that you're in right now. Yeah. And I recognize the season I am in is one where we've talked about I homeschool my three girls and you know, I have a 15 year old, a 13 year old and a 10 year old. And this time is so crucial. Tim and I were talking about it the other day. We'll never get this time back with them. Like these are the years that there's so much, you know, that we are trying to cement into their lives and live with them and learn and grow with them and have them, like I said, you know, learning what is beautiful and knowing what is good and true and lovely. And so um, one of the other things I was really convicted of is like, I have to work hard at this. Like, this is not me, you know, you know, when you tend to your home, it's, it's challenging. It's like we said, it's a battle, it's a fight and I have to get in it and I have to work hard. And um, the Lord has just given me so many different verses about that. And uh, it, one in particular is Ephesians 5.15, where um, he taught, you know, he says to be careful how you live, not yeah. as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity. Like I want to make the most of every opportunity. I want to work hard. I want to fan into flame the gift that God has given me. I want yeah. to guard the good deposit he's given me. I want to fight the good fight. And in order to do that, I have to be in his word. I have to be, make sure that my heart is turned towards the people in my family. And I have to watch my life closely. And, you know, he talks about that so much in um, Peter, I mean, sorry, Timothy. Mm-hmm. And so for me, like just being um, this, even this conversation is so great because it reminds me and just cements the fact that God, like I am tending I am tending to something right now. And the the thing I'm tending to at the moment is my home and my family and my children. And I want to be in it and I don't want to be distracted. I want to pay attention to them. I want to be together with them. And um, I want, you know, them to then go on and affect the culture around them because of the things they've learned within the culture of our home. Yeah. 
Chris, all I can think about right now is our listeners. And just, I know you're not big on social media, but you do post a couple things that I think would be just like blips of inspiration and just Mm -hmm. being able to train ourselves. I think Mm. social media is a tool. It can be used for good. It can be used for for bad. But as you're talking, I'm thinking about things that you've posted that I've Mm. used to train my eyes to see beauty. Can Mm. you just share with our listeners where they can find you on social media so that they can be inspired? by things that you post? Sure. So I actually, I am on Instagram. Um, I'm under Splinter Song. And, um, or I think you could also probably look up Christine Willard, but Splinter Song on Instagram. In fact, um, I think it was, yeah, it was yesterday. I I write for um, Club 31 Women sometime. And so yesterday I shared a post that was over on their site on my Instagram feed. And um, if I, it's, I I actually like to write on Instagram. I just, the timing is hard with between mend and everything else. So if Mm -hmm. I have time, I'm on Instagram and I share a lot of things sometimes that I'm sending out through mend um, and just post on there. So mend is my Substack newsletter. So you Mm -hmm. could either do Instagram or which is splinter song or mend the newsletter. Okay. Awesome. And we'll put all of that. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, we'll organize it all in our show notes. So it's easy for the listeners to find you. But um, my goodness, I have pages of notes that I have taken throughout (laughs) our conversations. And I'm just so I feel so rich all of a sudden, Mm, like a huge deposit just placed into my my whole my heart, my soul. Mm. Thank you so Mm. much, Chris. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I love talking with each of you. And I just feel inspired as well. Oh, oh, Chris, we love you so much. Thanks, <laughs> so much. And really, as Jen said, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing just such wisdom and your heart with us. So, I mean, I, you know, I've walked with you and, mm. um, and y'all, Chris and Tim, they are the real deal. Oh, they live this. You. And mm. even reading, it's so funny that you said that before, Chris, about the book, out, mm. reading it outside. Cause I did, I took it up to the mountains. <laughs> I right, did. right. Was like, yeah. yeah, I was like, I got to go up to the mountains to read a book on beauty. So. That's right. I know, I know. I, it was. I, it took me longer to read just because I was like, I have to be in the right place for this. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And it, yes, it was very inspiring. So we want to encourage you, also encourage our listeners to. Um, we can put a, a, a link for Tim's book, Beauty Chasers, also in our show notes. Um, Chris, would you just would you mind praying for us today, praying for our listeners as we close out this conversation? Sure, I'd love to. Father, thank you so much for the gift of your son and that you pursued us because you want us to be together, because you want us to know beauty. Thank you that as the creator, you have given us just starting points to know you better, to long for you, to experience joy. And I just pray that we would you would give us eyes to see, Lord. Help us to see the beauty around us. Help us to see the beauty in our relationships with those you have given us to tend within our homes, within our churches, within our family, with our neighbors. Lord, may we be a pleasing aroma Mm. to them of you. Let us always point back to you. And I just praise you and thank you that you woo us through nature through your word 
and just the time that me, Jen, and Mel could be together and with the listeners, Lord, just being together. Thank you for this opportunity to learn and stoke each other's fires for you, Lord. We ask this all in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you, Chris. (laughs) And thank you to our listeners. Thank you so much for joining us today on The Journey Expressed. 